Some Wonderful Circumstances of the Overthrow of Satan Jonathan Edwards The wisdom of God greatly and remarkably appears in so exceedingly baffling and confounding all the subtlety of the old serpent. Power never appears so conspicuous as when opposed in conquering opposition. The same may be said of wisdom. It never appears so brightly and with such advantage as when opposed by the subtlety of some very crafty enemy, and in baffling and confounding that subtlety. The devil is exceeding subtle. The subtlety of the serpent is emblematical of his. Genesis 3 verse 1. He was once one of the brightest intelligences of heaven, and all the devils were once morning stars of a glorious brightness of understanding. They still have the same faculties, though they cease to be influenced and guided by the Holy Spirit of God, and so their heavenly wisdom is turned into hellish craft and subtlety. God, in the work of redemption, has wondrously baffled the utmost craft of the devils, and though they are all combined to frustrate God's designs of glory to himself and goodness to men, the wisdom of God appears very gloriously in this. For number one, consider the weak and seemingly despicable means and weapons that God employs to overthrow Satan. Christ poured the greatest contempt upon Satan and the victory that he obtained over him by reason of the means of his preparing himself for it. and the weapons he has used, Christ chooses to encounter Satan in a human nature in a poor, frail, afflicted state. He did as David did. David, when going against a Philistine, refused Saul's armor, a helmet of brass, a coat of mail, and a sword. No, he puts them all off. Goliath comes mightily armed against David with a helmet of brass upon his head, a coat of mail weighing five thousand shekels of brass, greaves of brass upon his legs, and a target of brass between his shoulders, a spear whose staff was like a weaver's beam, and a spear's head weighing six hundred shekels of iron. And besides all this, he had one bearing a shield before him. But David takes nothing but a staff in his hand, and a shepherd's bag and a sling, and he goes against a Philistine. So the weapons that Christ made use of were his poverty, afflictions and reproaches, sufferings and death. His principal weapon was his cross, the instrument of his own reproachful death. These were seemingly weak and despicable instruments to wield against such a giant as Satan. And doubtless the devil disdained them as much as Goliath did David's staves and sling. But with such weapons as these, has Christ in a human, weak, mortal nature overthrown and baffled all the craft of hell. Such disgrace and contempt as Christ poured upon Satan. David had a more glorious victory over Goliath for his conquering him with such mean instruments, and Samson over the Philistines for killing so many of them with such a despicable weapon as the jawbone of an ass. It is spoken of in scripture as a glorious triumph of Christ over the devil, that he should overcome him by such a despicable weapon as his cross. Colossians 2 verses 14 and 15. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances, that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. God chose his great and infinite wisdom in taking this method 
to confound the wisdom and subtlety of his enemies. He hereby shows how easily he can do it, and that he is infinitely wiser than they. 1 Corinthians 1, 27-29 God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty, and the base things of the world and things that are despised has God chosen, yea, and things that are not, to bring to naught the things that are. Number two, God has thereby confounded Satan with his own weapons. It is so contrived in the work of redemption that a grand enemy should be made a means of his own confusion, and that by those very things whereby he endeavors to rob God of his glory and to destroy mankind, he is made an instrument of frustrating his own designs. His most subtle and powerful endeavors for accomplishing his designs are made a means of confounding them and of promoting the contrary. Of this, I will mention but two instances. First, his procuring man's fall is made an occasion of the contrary to what he designed. Indeed, he has hereby procured the ruin of multitudes of mankind, which he aimed at. But in this, he does not frustrate God's design from all eternity to glorify himself, and the misery of multitudes of mankind will prove no content to him, but will enhance his own misery. What Satan did in tempting man to fall is made an occasion of the contrary to what he intended, and that it gave occasion for God to glorify himself to more, and gives occasion for the elect being brought to higher happiness. The happy state of man was envied by Satan. Then man who is of earthly, original, should be advanced to such honors, when he was originally of so much more noble nature, should be cast down to such disgrace his pride could not bear. How then would Satan triumph when he had brought him down? The devil tempted our first parents with this, that if they would eat of the forbidden fruit, they should be as gods. It was a lie in Satan's mouth, for he aimed at nothing else but to fool man out of his happiness and make him his own slave and vassal with a blinded expectation of being like a god. But little did Satan think that God would turn it so as to make man's fall an occasion of God's becoming man, and so an occasion of our nature being advanced to a state of closer union to God. By this means it comes to pass that when a man's nature now sits at the right hand of God, invested with divine power and glory, and reigns over heaven and earth with a godlike power and dominion, thus, is Satan disappointed in his subtlety, as he intended that saying ye shall be his gods? It was a lie, a decoy and befall man. Little did he think that it would be in such a manner verified by the incarnation of the Son of God. And this is the occasion also of all the elect being united to this divine person, so that they become one with Christ. Believers are as members and parts of Christ. Yea, the church is called Christ. Little did Satan think that his telling that lie to our first parents, ye shall be as gods, would be the occasion of their being members of Christ, the Son of God. Again, Satan has made a means of his own confusion in this. It was Satan's design in tempting man to sin, 
to make man his captive and slave forever, to have plagued and triumphed over him. And this very thing is a means to bring it about, that man, instead of being his vassal, should be his judge, the elect, instead of being his captives, to be forever tormented and triumphed over by him, shall sit as judges, to sentence him to everlasting torment. It has been a means that one in man's nature should be his supreme judge. It was man's nature that Satan so envied and sought to make a prey of. But Jesus Christ at the last day shall come in man's nature, and the devil shall be all brought to stand trembling at his bar. And he shall judge and condemn them, and execute the wrath of God upon them. And not only shall Christ in the human nature judge the devils, but all the saints shall judge them with Christ as assessors with them in judgment. 1 Corinthians 6, 3 Know ye not that we shall judge angels. Secondly, in another instance, Satan has made a means of his own confusion. That is, in his procuring the death of Christ, Satan set himself to oppose Christ as soon as he appeared. He sought by all means, to procure his ruin. He set the Jews against him, who filled the minds of the scribes and Pharisees with the most bitter, persecuting malice against Christ. He sought by all means to procure his death, and that they might be put to the most ignominious death. We read that Satan entered into Judas and tempted him to betray him. Luke 22, verse 3. And Christ speaks of his sufferings as being the effects of the power of darkness. Luke 22, verse 53. When I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. But Satan hereby overthrows his own kingdom. Christ came into the world to destroy the works of the devil. And this is the very thing that did it the blood and death of Christ. The cross was the devil's own weapon, and with this weapon he was overthrown. As David cut off Goliath's head with his own sword, Christ, thus making Satan a means of his own confusion, was typified of old by Samson getting honey out of the carcass of the lion. There is more implied in Samson's riddle. Out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came for sweetness, than ever the Philistines explained. It was verified by Christ in a far more glorious manner. God's enemies and ours are taken in a pit, which they themselves have digged, and their own soul is taken in a net, which they have laid. Thus, we have shown in some measure the wisdom of this way of salvation by Jesus Christ.